Coming up on today's federal newscast, the union, which represents many IRS workers, says they have an option to stay at home rather than working for free. Those who are working without pay may get some relief soon if a bill to allow them to file for unemployment becomes law. And there's now a review out showing just what effect the partial shutdown is having on the federal contracting community. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. Financially hard-pressed IRS employees can request to remain at home during the shutdown, according to their union. National Treasury Employee Union President Tony Reardon says agency employees should only take hardship leave if they cannot afford to come into work. Jenny Brown, a local chapter president for NTEU in Ogden, Utah, says about a quarter of the area's 5,000 IRS workers have filed for hardship leave. Furloughed federal employees will not be charged quite yet for missed federal dental and vision insurance premium payments. Coverage under the federal employees' dental and vision program will continue, but the insurance administrator will not begin to bill FedVIP participants for missed payments until three consecutive pay periods have passed. As federal plaintiffs' potential liquidated damages pile up, so does the potential for a speedy recovery. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. Employees in the class action back pay lawsuit from the 2013 shutdown still await money from the 2017 decision. But the lawyer in that case and for a class action suit over the current shutdown says things will likely move faster this time, presuming the plaintiffs win. D.C. attorney Heidi Barakowitz says the legal issues are already settled and the government is getting faster at determining damages based on back pay. I'm Tom Temin. House lawmakers in the National Capital Region want accepted employees to be able to file for unemployment benefits. Maryland Congressman Anthony Brown introduces new legislation to allow those working without pay the ability to file for unemployment. Furloughed federal employees are eligible, but accepted employees in most states are out of luck. Virginia Congressman Don Beyer and D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton are also co-sponsors. Former leaders at the Homeland Security Department say there's a breaking point for employees at DHS who are working without pay during the government shutdown. Former DHS Secretary Jay Johnson even says his son, who is in the Coast Guard, told him new recruits are leaving to go to another military service. DHS has struggled to try to cultivate relationships with contractors in recent years. Those relationships are at risk as DHS issues stop work orders to its partners. Large federal contractors are experiencing a mixed bag when it comes to the effects of the partial shutdown. SAIC, a majority defense contractor, says it has more than $100 million in unpaid bills due to the shutdown. Its CEO, Tony Marasco, says the shutdown is keeping the company from investing in technologies that could benefit DOD. SAIC does more than 30 percent of its business with civilian agencies. We get a glimpse of the overall effect the shutdown is having on the contracting community. Here's Federal News Network's Jared Serbu with more. A new estimate by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce says there are roughly $2.3 billion in government contracts that would have been issued to small firms over the past month but weren't because of the shutdown. The analysis is based on 2018 data from agencies affected by the shutdown. Last year, those agencies signed $29 billion in contracts to 41,000 small businesses. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Patent and Trademark Office estimates it could 
can stay open a few more weeks under the partial shutdown. It can keep its patent operations going until at least the second week of February, and trademark operations can continue until at least mid-April. USPTO has funded its offices through fees collected prior to the shutdown. Several lawmakers are calling on the Office of Personnel Management to assure federal employees and contractors will not be penalized for missed payments due to the government shutdown. Virginia Senator Mark Warner and a group of Virginia House Democrats are urging OPM to issue new guidance prohibiting agencies from punishing security clearance holders and applicants for poor shutdown-induced credit. Outstanding bills could impact their credit ratings and are typically a red flag for federal investigators performing security clearance checks. The four senators from Virginia and Maryland wanted to find out how the partial shutdown is affecting the D.C. metro rail system, and it's not good news. WMATA General Manager and CEO Paul Wittefeld writes back to the lawmakers, telling them the transit system is losing about $400,000 a day under the partial shutdown. Despite this, the Washington Metropolitan Area Transit Authority's board is scheduled to vote today on allowing federal workers to ride metro for free until the government shutdown ends. Virginia Congressman Jerry Connolly takes over the gavel of the Government Operations Subcommittee of the Oversight and Reform Committee. He'd been ranking member for the last three years. Now as chairman, Connolly is expanding the subcommittee's jurisdiction to include oversight of the federal civil service, government management, and accounting measures, IT security, and acquisition policy. Any concern that the Defense Information Systems Agency is going away can be put to rest. More now from Federal News Network's Jason Miller. After some lawmakers tried to eliminate DISA last year, the technology and acquisition provider has solidified its place in the Defense Department. DISA officials say they're in the middle of many of DOD's reform and efficiency initiatives. DISA says it's finalizing plans to bring the offices of the Secretary and all other DOD agencies under one technology umbrella. The agency also is central to many of DOD's enterprise services, such as MillCloud 2.0, security clearance modernization, and application rationalization efforts. I'm Jason Miller. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. (laughs) 